We're welcoming the, the, the live stream. We're hoping you can hear it. We have an action-packed episode for you this evening. So, of course, that means that we will get very little of it done because we're us. And that's just how we roll. No, we should aim high. Let's aim high. So, yeah, Sue sent me a message. I believe I believe in, in Sue's case, it's raining. She had a bad day and she's getting hammered. So... <laughs> Yes, you should, Bob. So we've got that. We've got that going on. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm really tempted to switch to the eggnog and rum. But... Okay, that's the first thing we need to talk about. What? Eggnog. eggnog. Oh, eggnog. That is a good spur of the moment topic. Do you want to start the show, Bob? Well, we've only been doing this for 12 seconds, and we're already starting the show. Who the hell do we think we are? Oh, I was going to say this. We're audible. A, a, a pre-show meeting. And like, as we were, talking, we got there very early like, for that. Ryan would come in like every minute saying like, yeah, did you notice that? Yep. Start time. Yep. But as soon as we start the show and I make reference of starting the show, it's like, whoa, I'm very uncomfortable. We're start the show now. Well, I didn't yeah. want it to be I like, they've, too, like, they've been, like I had um, a, a meeting at work and I w- we were told the meeting will start at 1030. One of the people at the meeting who called the meeting, like, I think left their house an hour away at 1030. So we're all sitting there for like an hour just waiting for this person to get there. And I, I didn't want to be like, podcast starts at 8.30 and around quarter past nine. I'm like, you know, we should probably get over there. And I, I never want to be that guy. So so breaking news, folks. Ryan actually now starts, cares about the start time. I do. Yay. Start us off, Bob. Okay, wait one second. I'm just making sure that I'm, my computer's making on noises and I hit it and it stops. And then it comes back like about 10 seconds later. <laughs> it's kind of odd. I need to abuse my computer. Uh, awkward. Right. Well, while you're abusing your computer, I need to write down a question for Ryan later. Awkward. <laughs> well, I didn't want to ask the question now and get Ryan going, because then we wouldn't start the podcast. Oh, this you're going to ask me about the show. election. I no, have no, very let's, few... Let's just no, no, start no, the no, show. No, I'm going to ask the okay. show the computer. Okay, good. Because I have very few thoughts on the election. All right, then. Well, I guess let's go ahead and start the speech episode. Apparently we... Woohoo! Sorry, Bob. Jeez, Sue. <sighs> Hey, I've had a bottle of mics. I'm not. I am not responsible for anything that happens on this podcast. Oh, that's really good to know. All right, now let's start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Wake up and smell the black coffee, Pooponians. This is Point of View Weekly, the morning show, yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I am your host, Bob, and joining me at the table tonight is the usual crowd. Starting with my very good friend, Ryan. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing very well, Bob. You seem to have added one word into your intro there, and I can't identify which word it is, but I feel like an extra syllable in there, and it's it's driving me nuts, Bob. It's driving you nuts. It is, because it's just a little off, but I don't know why. It's like someone walked into my house and like made like one of the pictures like a little crooked, and I can't tell what's right i'm just unsettled like every single week yeah he does but usually you keep the same language and 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 now not so much no it was before that it was the whole it was the whole family of podcasts it was like an extra word in there 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 was yeah replay it so back the tape up and let's see if we can identify the there was something well not wrong just different from the other 75 times Hold on, Bob cannot be heard, so unfortunately I'm hitting the the big button. That Okay, they can now hear... Oh, wait, I hit the wrong one yet again. All right, 
Uh, they, they, yeah, he is gaslighting me. They, they, Mm -hmm. it's helpful when we have the audience because then they actually know what the hell is going on. So, so Bob said something different. If you want to hear what it was, you unfortunately have to listen to, you know, until the release of the, of the podcast, but it's there. Anyway, so enough of Ryan babbling on. Let's go ahead and move on to our next. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Danielle. Danielle, how are you this evening? I'm just continually amazed at Ryan's ability to monologue in the most inappropriate times. Why are you reciting our wedding vows? <laughs> yeah, you know the thing is, is every every week I sit here and I wait, and I'm like, when is it my turn to get introduced? Oh wait, Ryan's still talking. <laughs> it's, like our we- it's like our wedding night all over again. Yeah. Oh God. We've doing with that for years. Mm. Uh, and speaking of Ryan's monologues, we also have Sue. Sue. Sue, our lovely producer in the producers booth. Sue, how are you? Drunk. I am tired and happy. Aww. It was a long day, and I had children that had no ears, so I could say, "Sit down, sit down, put your butt in the chair." Mm. Oh. oh, I thought you were gonna say, "Put your pants back on." That's so much. <laughs> no, I had that one. I had little boys in the bathroom. One little boy went to the bathroom and filled filled the toilet with toilet paper. Oh. Now you have to understand, we have little itty bitty toilets at work. They are tiny. They are for four-year-olds. They have a capacity to hold one piece of toilet paper without overflowing. He filled the toilet. Oh, no. Luckily, we caught it before he overflowed the toilet, so we got it plunged before we did too much damage. But it was very exciting, and then I had two or three that just decided to go in and go to the bathroom without closing doors. Hmm. Closing doors while using the restroom is really important. Sounds like my day home with the cats. Half doors and half walls because they're little kids. So we need to be able to see over to make sure they're not playing in the toilet like one was today. But, um, yeah, it was a day. And I worked a double shift. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yesterday, one of those damn chickens pooped on me. But I don't even know. Poor Sue. Poor Sue. So before we start fully, uh, it sounds like we're still having some technical issues. Are we, uh, um, well, here, here's the, the status update. Some people can hear everything perfectly and some people can't. So. Oh my gosh, it, it, that's it, the story. That's the story of our lives. So weird. So I, I, I have to feel like it's some. Hey, Australia. Can Australia hear us? What's the situation in Australia? She's still writing. I have to wait until she actually. With only 30% of the recent reporting. <laughs> I got very good at uh, listening to the to the election returns last night because I was doing the thing where I'm like checking what cities had come in and trying to last project. night anything after whatever whatever time I fell asleep on the couch nine thirty is a fog. I, I actually, just remember like waking up momentarily to hear like oh ten thousand points behind uh, votes behind oh no two thousand votes up oh no five thousand votes down and you were just like babbling on and on about election results and I'm like I don't know. What's because well, <laughs> not to blab too much about the election, but last night I didn't care at all about the national election. Because, I know, we were focusing well, on no, the, the, the national election doesn't, honestly, I don't feel like it matters. I don't feel like anything will change because of how dysfunctional Congress is being. Yeah. I don't, it can't get worse. It so matters like, more on the local level. It, it matters to us more on the local level. And all of the polls in the last week said it was going to be a blowout. It, it was, um, we had a uh, gubernatorial election and in Massachusetts, you know, the liberal bastion of, of, of the, the country and the Republican was favored to win by a huge margin. Mm-hmm. 
and when the election returns came in, it was very, very tight. And the, the order in which the results came in, the towns which came yeah. in, the order in which they came in, it, it stayed tight. It right. wasn't, you know, like, like... I didn't know until this morning right. who won. Well, I could kind of figure out by 11 with what was left and where the poll, like, who was in the win. But, like, it, we thought it was going to be called at 8.05, and it was called at, like, like at 11.30. She didn't concede until this morning. She, con- she conceded so, this morning. The, the Republicans... Yeah, it wasn't officially over But it was, it was exciting, because usually you don't see that. Usually it's, 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 it's pretty immediate. But I was getting very irritated because um, I watched the local news because mm-hmm. it was covering the local election. And they tried their hand at like being CNN and saying it was happening nationally. But they had this doofus who was doing it, who was like, oh, in Montana, the Republicans, you know, have taken a Senate seat. They haven't held one in 11 years. I'm like, they held one in 2007, you boob. Yeah. Like, it was just like they didn't know anything. And it's like, like, and then he kept repeating it five times. Would know right. And know. the people of Montana. Well, and Montana. Well, it was, I a, guess. it was a, he was like a crazy person who like, you know, just like, I think he was talking to like furniture at one of the debates or something. So he lost his seat. So, but that was like five years ago. So they, yeah. they were just driving me nuts how they were yeah. doing it. But yeah. well, yeah. But it was a very exciting... We had very boring ballot questions this year, too. Oh, no, I asked Jen. I was talking to Jen yesterday. I'm like, did you have any exciting ballot questions? And she's like, because Jen's, you know, Miss Politics. <laughs> and I think she she said something about a pothole. Maybe there was like I don't a know. pothole. Oregon got question. to vote on GMO labeling. And, no, and, and, and it lost by a... Are you serious? Are you serious? That's what I was told. Why? Oh, my God. Well, really I don't understand. I really don't understand. In that. Arkansas, they threw out. Because, wait, yeah, got Yeah, a billion dollars saying that if we voted for it, that all of the food prices would go up. That is such crap. That is such crap. They're already labeling for GMO. I know all the other countries that they send things to. Yep. It's already happening. It's because they're the they're the biggest perpetrators. They're the reason we have GMOs. Is Monsanto? They're horrible. I mean, it's. Well, let's oh, talk about I can't the voting. That got voted let's down. talk about the voting electorate in Arkansas, which is the poor one of the poorest states in the country. Overwhelmingly Republican, overwhelmingly on government government assistance, and it's you know primarily um, you know republicans who vote to cut government assistance they um threw out the candidates and rejected the candidates who wanted to increase the minimum wage Mm -hmm. for for the poor people of the state so they threw out those guys because those guys are communists (laughs) but they voted for the ballot initiative that raised the minimum wage so they raised the minimum wage and then voted in the republicans who hate the minimum wage so it's like you have to ask yourself you know there's absolutely no no rhyme or reason it, yeah it's it's complete it's knee-jerk and it happens in massachusetts too because people say oh i'm conservative oh i'm very moderate and who do you want to vote for it's, and it's like you know the, the the they throw out all the republicans and they vote for the yeah. for the democrats and, well our ballot questions it our is, ballot but, questions yeah. were just kind of boring i mean we had like no, we had an initiative to add a bottle deposit to bottled water no, we gave paid sick leave we had paid yeah. sick leave we kept Massachusetts casinos. is doing this horrible thing with casinos because, like, we voted for casinos, but then no one wanted. The, everyone wants casinos, it's but NIMBY. they want, but Not they want in my backyard. Yeah, they want them in someone else's town. So then we finally got you know cities to vote on casinos, and then they were like, yeah, it had to be approved by the voters, and then the voters voted, and then there was like a, a tornado when they didn't want anything. It was this whole spiel, and then when they finally voted for casinos, people wanted to vote to revoke the right to have casinos, and now they 
It yeah. Would be ridiculous. So they did, so that. Yeah. Yeah, and then they wanted to put bottle deposits on. Yeah, that's when I just said bottle deposits on bottled water. What was the other one they wanted to? Oh, they. They wanted to, they wanted to, um. The gas tax. Yeah, they, they vote, the, the legislature voted to tie the gas tax to inflation so that as inflation rose, so would the money that would be taken to presumably plug potholes. Yep. And but Dan- the gas tax could never fall below yeah. 21 cents. It, hmm? it would go lower. It would go, it would go no, it could, it could never go lower than 21 and a half cents. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous. So I, I was amused by that because my 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 wife, who were you ever a communist in college, or you just what? read the, you read the little red book? Was that correct? Whoa! In college, you had the little red book at one because point. Because I read the Communist Manifesto. Yes. That doesn't make me. So a you're, you're not actually a communist, okay? But but you're you're very liberal and you're very into as am I. You're very into you mm-hmm. know pay for what you use and so forth. But you're like I absolutely refuse to pay for. <laughs> they said that if it if yeah. gas was. Tied to inflation, our current gas tax would be thirty-six cents a what gallon. What is it now? Twenty-four. All right, so that would be twelve cents more a gallon. Hold on, let's get our little map out here. So I'm can... just saying it would add up so yeah. much over time. All right, twelve cents more a gallon, and every time you fill your tank, it's about I mean, you, you put in fifteen. Just... You put in about fifteen gallons uh, well, every two weeks. I I balanced two, it out by voting for the bottle deposits, so we'd get more. Twelve. <laughs> more so it would revenue, cost Danielle. More it would cost Danielle forty three dollars and twenty cents per year. Yeah, assuming. Now hold on. No, assuming. Let's assume but then it's just going to just keep going old. up. Let's assume you're going to live for another sixty five oh years. Oh my god! Shut up. And we're going to and we're going to link that to inflation. So we're going to link that to approximately mm. let's say twenty four percent per annual. Just stop. That would cost you three thousand four hundred and eighty one dollars between now and the time you were dead. You have just saved. So you. Have, so I. I feel as though we should go to Disney mm-hmm. with the, with the money you All saved. Right. No, I really think you should go to. You think, yeah, well, so does Danielle. She cries. She weeps frequently. Oregon Disney. I think you should go to Los Angeles, but we'll have I that conversation you, later. Yes, I, I'm, I'm a good bomb on that. Hey, I listen. Uh, let me ask you. Yes. If I see Prince Bride, what do you yeah. say? The movie? It's awesome. Mowage. Inconceivable. Yes. Okay, so I listen to podcast shock for everybody. I listen to podcast mm-hmm. um, called Kevin Pollock's Chat Show. Yeah. And he interviewed... Carrie yesterday or Sunday and it dropped yesterday and I listened to it today and it was amazing but Carrie has written a book it's his first book ever and it's at number three on the bestseller list Mm -hmm. and if we're going to be thinking about maybe doing a book I'm thinking this one might be really fun because it is oh and I've lost it here it tells all the behind the scenes scenes stories and he told a bunch in the podcast, and it, I was amazing. So if you guys like you him, were amazing. listen. <laughs> that was all I heard, yes. Because you, you said I, I, the last I think she meant to say it was, it was I amazing. I am amazing. Yes. Yeah, I am amazing. I am amazing, too. Yes, I am. It's called As You Wish. Ah! It's called Inconceivable Tales from the Making of the Princess Bride. And there is a Kindle. Nice. Um, it's eleven eighty nine on the Kindle. It's $15 for the hardcover, and if you buy the hardcover, it comes with a movie poster, or it comes with a poster. The, the jacket cover is actually a poster. Very cool. So um, I ordered it this afternoon after listening to him talk because it absolutely sounds like a lot of fun. And he did voices. He did Aww. Andre the Giant. It was so funny. He he told stories. He told the story about Andre farting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> During the game, <laughs> and everybody thought it was an earthquake. Oh my god, that's and, too funny. Uh, 
just it was a lot of fun. So I recommend anybody who wants to should go listen to the um, Kevin Pollock podcast from this week. And next week they're interviewing. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say her name right. Al- Allison Janney. Yeah. Yes. Allison Janney. So they're interviewing her next week. So that one. Love that woman. I have. Um, it's da- fun because they're on a show together right now. I've da- who's yes. Kevin who Pollock and Allison Janney. Who's Kevin Pollock? Yeah. They're both on Mom. No, who is he on Mom? Uh, the father of. Really? Yeah. Why did I not get that? I and don't know. You kept saying he looks familiar. I'm like, it's Kevin Pollock. Really? He looks familiar. Yeah, it's Kevin Pollock. Like you didn't. You I weren't s- getting that who it was. I still to this moment do not know who he is. Kevin Pollock. He's in Grumpy Old Men. He's Walter Matthau's son in those movies. What else is he in? He's the, like in a lot of movies. I don't know. Like was he in the Princess? Br- the just, no, no. Alice Janney was in the. Alice and Janney's Westwood. That's such a good show. I have mom. I, mom yeah. is so good, and I have to say I haven't watched Big Bang Theory. I think I'm 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 reaching my um saturation point in the Big Bang Big, Theory. Just, Big Bang ending. I I I I am very annoyed with Big Bang Theory this season. I don't know. I, I'm not feeling it. Well, no, it is the character Bernadette just makes me want to hurl. So it's I'm, I'm, it's it's making me not want to watch it as much. I've actually just oh the reason I said that is I I actually just downloaded the um the the sample of um the book that, that Sue was just mentioning here. And if it if you're on the fence about as you wish It's such um, a great movie. If you're on the fence, there is a forward by Rob Reiner. Yeah, because he, so he directed it. If you're So if you if you're a big Rob Reiner fan, you know, that mm-hmm. might just you know push you over the top and I just I want to let you know that. I love that movie. Such a good movie. That would be a fun book or movie for us to watch and talk about sometime too, but not Right away, because we still have to watch Ryan's movie. It's true. We're drawing a line in the sand. You, well, you watched it, too. I did. Yeah, you... Th- I enjoyed it. It was pretty... It was... I think that was my favorite movie when I was a kid. I think that was the one I watched the most when I was a kid. The movies are... Yeah. Probably. I, I, they I, never I, released it on DVD. Yeah. I mean, the, the main character's name is Huckleberry. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't see that much. So... A nice restaurant. Huckleberry? Yeah, you guys have huckleberries? We no, never heard of it. We don't have huckleberries. What is huckleberry? It's like a uh, it's like a breakfast joint that tries to be like all uh, Cajun-y. Mm. It's interesting. Hmm. So what we have to talk about tonight? We're gonna tr- we we we're gonna consider adding our book to the book list. So we have Sue's okay. right there. And we um, have some we're gonna talk about um, suggestions. Doctor Eggnog, Who. apparently. Eggnog. Want to jump in? Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. Yes. Uh, yes. The Walking Dead. Umbridge. Joe's. Umbridge. Story we have Umbridge's story. Well, what's so much as a story is it was like a biography. Well, it's a. It's a. It was yeah, like a wiki. Backstory. It was like a wiki entry mm-hmm. on Dolores Umbridge, kind of. It's her backstory. Did you guys happen to? I know I posted it while we were talking earlier. So, if you're behaving and not on Facebook, like you're not supposed to be. <laughs> You probably didn't see it, but I just posted a picture of a whole bunch of different coffees. You know how they make... Oh, I just... Yeah. The kittens. It's the kittens. All cats, except for one person with Harry Potter glasses. So I don't know if that was supposed to be a real tie-in or not. But if Umbridge drank coffee, that's what she would drink. Definitely. (laughs) So... Well, Bob, Bob had said eggnog was up first. <laughs> oh, oh, what the hell? Let's do eggnog, so, and then you guys can go do Doctor Who while I take care of something. You sure? Is that oh, yeah. Okay. I'm fine. So eggnog. So I have to admit, I'm a bit of an eggnog connoisseur. Just a little oh. bit. I, I love my eggnog. Me too. Um, love it. So I really like what are your guys' favorite? We talked a little bit about this, I think, in, in, in Facebook, but 
Like, what are, what are some of your guys' favorite uh, eggnog? Well, see, around here in our part of the woods, Hood is a big brand. Um, I, I believe Hood is food. actually local to us, if I'm not mistaken. It's a Massachusetts-based company, I uh, believe. I but um, so Hood's like everywhere, um, and they have they have like your standard golden eggnog, they call it, which is really really good. Um, and then they have holiday flavors that they've come out with in the last <laughs> couple of years. They have um, pumpkin eggnog, uh, gingerbread, and sugar cookie. I'm not really a huge fan of the flavored ones except the pumpkin one. That one's actually really good. But the thing is, like, in recent years, you know, you just, like, I look at the ingredients and I'm like, wow, there's so much crap in this eggnog and I really don't want to buy it anymore. So then when Sue had mentioned that she only drinks Organic Valley, I decided to try that one because I hadn't tried it yet. Um, and so I just bought it this week and I love it. It's so good. Um I would not buy Horizon Organic. I tried that one and it was horrible. Like it was just so gross. Um, and I was so disappointed when I bought it. I was like, this is disgusting. Um, but I think, I don't think there's any other major brands that I've I have, tried. I have an update on, on, on Hood. Uh, on Hood. On Hood. It's uh, corporate headquarters. It's two miles from our house. That's what I thought. Yes. I thought they were local. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. I made that sound. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I was like, oh, like, that would explain if, the giant blimp that we can not, always see in the not, sky. If you're like, concerned with, like, high fructose corn syrup and, like, Oh, I hate those know. commercials where they're like, it has corn in it. Yeah. It must be healthy. I mean, then it's, like, really delicious. I'm not going to lie. It tastes good. But I, it's sort of like, mm, what am I really drinking here? So I've switched over now to Organic Valley. <laughs> and it's, yeah. yum, it's yummy. Yeah, the oh, fu- I have to, uh... I'll have to try it out. I think we we just got all of our eggnogs at the store. Yeah, this uh, week, right? <laughs> I, I just want to I just want to answer this question from the chat. Uh, most retailers or most most grocery stores only sell eggnog from about Halloween until New Year's. I know it's sad, yes. isn't it? Um, it's because so it's con- why they considered a holiday. I just have to chime why in. Why can we not have it all? Year? My feeling, my feelings on eggnog. Well, I think they do it to like build up demand. Maybe it's like mm. the Disney vault. I guess people um, get. You know how sometimes when you're a kid and you get sick eating a particular food, you kind of yes. shy away from that food, and you have that list in your head. That, or and then there's like that other group that you merge it. It's like foods that you know you hate, but you can't remember ever trying, but you just won't eat. Somehow eggnog got put on that list for me. <laughs> I don't recall ever having a bad experience with eggnog, but I grew up my entire life going, oh, hate eggnog. And I don't remember why. Maybe it's because your mother always said, well, maybe she hated eggnog. Well, that was because her mother told her we hate cats. and that's Because no lactose and all that. And, yeah, exactly. Well, my mother, if you know, eats a great deal of ice cream despite being yeah, okay. lactose anyway. intolerant. No, because there's just no rhyme or reason to that. So I always thought I hated eggnog. And then last year, Danielle is like, drink the damn eggnog. And I said, I will not, for I hate eggnog. <laughs> And she apparently threatened to take something away from my life, and I'm like, okay, fine, I will have the eggnog if that is the. If, if that is the Dude, I really don't remember. I do. What are you talking nothing, about? Nothing, nothing. She's gonna take away our Doctor Who time. What the hell is Bob thinking of? The sick, oh, no, that's what I was thinking. The sick oh, bastard. That's funny. So, um, sorry, I watched too much Sora online. Yeah, she right. Was, and, yes, she was no longer going to, you know, take jacuzzi baths and answer the phone. Oh, well, cannot wait to talk about that. Anyway, All right, anyway, so, so go on. Yes. So I drank the eggnog and loved it. 
And then, of course, they stopped selling it for it was the fall. So, so the other day, Danielle's <laughs> having eggnog and she's drinking a lot of it. So I think it was spiked and she pours me eggnog and I'm like, I hate eggnog. She's like, do you not remember last year? Well, I threatened to take away from you. I'm like, oh, right. I love eggnog. I drank it. It was wonderful. <laughs> That's my eggnog story. <laughs> yeah. No, we have, um, so I used to, we always used to like drink like the, uh, we have a, a local farm called Sunnyside uh, mm-hmm. Farms, and we usually drink their stuff as a family. But then, like, when I started working at the, re- uh, the grocery store I worked at, uh, one of my managers, like, got all excited when all we got all of our eggnog in, and he says, all right, we have the Buzz Eggnog. Mm-hmm. Buzz Eggnog. And apparently, it's the, it's called Buzz uh, Famous San Francisco Ice Cream Eggnog. Hmm. Now, this would definitely probably not fit into the healthier of eggnog. It's not that eggnog <laughs> in the slice is healthy. But it is the most wonderful thing I have ever put in my mouth. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Where is Bob's mind tonight? <laughs> I'm talking about eggnog. I know. I was talking about Dr. Honey, you sick bastard. <laughs> You're the sick bastard. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, basically, like, the only way I can really describe it is if someone, like, took eggnog. Uh-huh. And made it into ice cream, and then melted it back down into a uh, liquid-like substance. Okay. Can I ask a question about yeah. the consumption of eggnog? When you eggnog yes. is, is a is like a is a is a is a seasonal wonderful drink that it's it's a treat. Eggnog right. mm-hmm. is having like you know you you were saying before was it like like a low fat eggnog or it was like a oh eggnog? there's no point to light like eggnog. here's my question light light eggnog no, isn't that no like point. isn't that like having low fat lard it, like it, at that it's point just not worth it just have the lard you're yeah, going there I, anyway I, yeah. like why are you trying to put lipstick on the pig just have the eggnog <laughs> so I don't know if you guys are. I have no comment. I just looked it up so I could like have a frame of reference. It's hard to find. I, I was trying to find like if there's like any place you can look it up online, but apparently it's like mostly made in Thailand. Oh, oh God! It's, I'm my finding ch- it like through Berkeley. <laughs> my child labor. I'm finding it from a place called Berkeley Farms. I don't know. They're the ones that make okay, it. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that sounds good. But I've never seen this carton before, so like, like I doubt yeah, it's something we get. Um. Yeah. Well, it must be difficult to transport that eggnog yeah. from well, California. Yeah. Cause, yeah. You know, well, that's the thing. I mean, with the brand like Hood, there's enough probably like stabilizers and preservatives in it that you could transfer it. But well, plus the company, I can. But I mean, that. every part of the country is going to have their own. Apparently, tried by it. Although Organic Valley is on both coasts, so yes, yeah, yeah. So we have Organic Valley. So. Yeah, it is very good, Bob. It, it's so mm-hmm. organic. Like the, of the two or uh, organic retailers we sell, it's we mostly sell Horizon and Horizon yeah. And- Organic yeah. Our horizon story. I don't know if I should tell it, but I don't think our listenership is that vast that I'm going to cause us trouble. But um, we shop at a a organic store. Right, mm-hmm. Danielle got to go there, and when we were getting our milk before, because I get raw milk. Yeah. But when we were getting milk that we were buying at the store. We used to get Horizon all the time, and but Mom wanted it in glass containers. And the guy at the store said, basically, you know, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but don't don't do the Horizon because, literally, when the Horizon comes in, it's still covered in cow poop. Wow! And we have to clean the bottles off and sterilize them the outside before we can sell it. So mm, yum yum. Yuck! Yuck! But. Organic Valley is wonderful. It has just the right amount of nutmeg, mm-hmm. 
it's it's just a perfect blend. Has a really um, nice nutmeg flavor. Yeah. Trisha, uh, the host from Potterfic Weekly, said the only time she misses her husband is during eggnog season because her ex-husband, I should say, because he was a really good cook and he loved to make eggnog. And he yeah. Emerald's recipe. Okay. I was going to say, this year I'm tempted to try to make my own because I've never made it, um, but I'm kind of tempted. I don't know. We'll see. So. Okay, Ryan. Speaking. Also, eggnog is good in coffee. Just saying. Yes, and French toast. Mm. Doctor Who? Doctor Who. All right, so Danielle and I have caught up. I forget the last episode that we were on uh, when we discussed it. We had the... Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the of the episode titles. I don't have it in front of me here. We had the one where um, the, the people were the shadows. And, right. and, yep. And, and, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. and, and then the next one, which was the tree one. And I the tree episode. Yeah, I the did tr- too. The tree episode was fantastic. That now, was really good. What this season is, what Doctor Who will tend to do is it will be missing something. <clears throat> it will have a characterization, you know, or like a, like a, like a season wide arc that is kind of missing a big point and it kind of grates on me and I'll complain about it. And then usually the, ne- the next season it flips in the other direction and like every episode addresses the thing that I felt was missing. It, they did that with Amy and Rory and now they're, they're doing it with, um, Clara. Oh my God. I forgot mm-hmm. Clara's name for a second. I felt like in season seven, they kind of were using Clara only as a plot device. And her characterization would kind of flip back and forth depending on, uh, you know, the episode and the needs of the episode. And they really didn't establish her as a person. And I feel like this is like all Clara all the time this season, which I think is great because her character is so much stronger this season. Yeah. And I think her best, one of her best moments, um, as a character was in, uh, the, the tree episode, which I'm, I'm pretty sure was not actually called the tree episode. But it's what but I've decided to call it. And if you have seen the tree episode, it's the moment where uh, the world is ending and, you know, there's nothing that can be done about it. And uh, Clara is with uh, her, her um, love interest, Danny Pink, mm-hmm. and their students. And when they realize that the world is going to end, uh, she says to the doctor that they can use the TARDIS as an escape pod. And they can right. all leave the Earth before it's destroyed. So they all walk back to the TARDIS and then... Clara says, you know, I have no intention of, you know, going with you, um, get in the TARDIS. You know, I, I just said that so you would come back here because, you know, we're, we're going to save you for once. And he says, well, I can take you all with me. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, the, the children will, what are you going to do? Just dump the children off on an asteroid? They're going to miss their parents every yeah, day. Yeah, they only want their parents. So, <clears throat> you know, they should just die quickly, not knowing it's coming. You know, why should we put them through a lifetime of that? And he, stops for a moment and says, well, I can take you and Danny. And she says, Danny will never leave the children. And, you know, the unspoken thing is she will never leave Danny. And he's like, well, I can just take you. Yep. And she says, she pauses and she's like, don't make me say it. And he's like, say what? And she pauses again and says, I don't want to be the last of my kind. Right. Which is what he is. Like, right. I don't want to be like him. And she well, has he's this, apparently not. Yeah. And she has this, and she has this very strong, you know, scene where she, where he's like, this is my world too. I've been here for 35 seasons and, you know, I, I, I've, you know, stepped on the earth and I've, I've breathed the air and I've drank the water and this is my world too. And, you know, I, I just can't leave you behind. And one of my favorite moments from Matt Smith's era where I think felt he was stronger than 10 was when um, he thought he was dying. He looked at the people of the earth and said, I was the doctor. I came to help and you mm-hmm. were very, very welcome. Clara, upon hearing that the doctor feels like earth was like a surrogate home to him says, you know, on behalf of humanity, you are very, very welcome. 
Now. Get on the TARDIS. And go save somebody else somewhere else. Right. And I thought that was like one of the best scenes I've ever. Like that, that scene right there summed up Clara, and I felt it redeemed a lot of the inconsistency in her character last season. I just thought it was fantastic. So I loved that episode from that moment. Actually, I forget what even happens after. It's See, pretty like, good. Uh, but I love what happens after that because he gets on the TARDIS and he's like, Flame retardant trees. And I'm like, You idiot! They're flame. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> a giant flame ball is coming at the oh earth. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing was, is that, like, what you were just saying about, um, what Ryan was just saying about Clara, how kind of redeeming Mm -hmm. herself a little bit, is for a lot of the episodes, she was kind of really bugging me because, and I love Clara, like, don't get me wrong, I love her as a companion, but it's sort of like when she's around the doctor, she doesn't focus well on many other things, and it's like, she was just totally ignoring the kids for the most part, and I'm like, um, you're a teacher, can you, like, pay more attention to the kids? Um, but, I mean, other than that, small, I mean, you know, she did look after them, but Danny was obviously doing a much better job of well, he, no, he also lost one of the kids. Well, that's true. They both lost Maeve. I mean, poor Maeve is like wandering around, like, wandering around. <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> but, and, and okay, and I'm a teacher, and, mm. and we practice, okay, I understand that I have four year olds and these kids are a little bit older. But when we go out with the kids, we put one teacher in the front and one teacher in the back, and the kids are the peanut butter and jelly between the Right, bread. right. And here go the two teachers together. All the kids wandering behind, stopping and looking at trees. I'm like, you guys aren't watching them at all. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that was a little tough on my mm-hmm. <clears throat> teacher heart. So, yeah, and uh, neither of them I felt was a very effective, especially when they're like, yeah, let's just let the children die. We won't save them. It's in their best interests, and which I thought was fine for a dramatic point of view. Well, but they didn't think there was anything they could do. Do we actually know who caused the trees? Was that just a spontaneous thing to save the earth? It was like a life form unto themselves. Yeah. The trees yeah. were alive. It, wasn't. it was like those little, the little things that Maeve kept waving at. Yes. That's what, that's what she was seeing. And it's not a theme of the episode that's do not medicate your children because they're in, in tune yeah. with nature. and, and that's It made that. me, it reminded me a lot of theme wise it reminded me a lot of um the ents in lord of the rings because the way i always see the ents in that is basically like you know saruman the wizard has become an incredible threat to the environment because he's cutting down all the trees and you know he's basically deforesting middle earth and the great thing about the ents is it's like the environment saying we're gonna fight back like, it's the embodiment of the Earth fighting back to survive. And I always loved that because it was like, you know, instead of humans ravaging the Earth, it's saying, no, like, we're not going to take it. So what it, it reminded me of, you know, of that in that, you know, the Earth was facing this threat that was going to be destroyed. Now, granted, it wasn't coming from humans. It was coming from the sun. But still, it was the trees that protected us. And I just, I mean, it's a great lesson. I mean, it, stop cutting down all the trees. I just loved in the theme of the episode too was that the adults were idiots and, yeah, and the kids, the kids were, very were smart. actually because every because the kids they were actually smart because and the doctor was very pissy because every kid who came in was not impressed at all by the fact that the TARDIS was bigger on the inside than the outside and that and one of the girls the girl what, what is like sir like an entire forest just sprung up yeah. on the earth overnight We're, we've really nothing surprises us yeah. anymore and he's like yeah. hmm. yeah, good point <laughs> well said. 
And then when he realizes that Maeve is in touch with the trees, he's like, Maeve, Maeve. And he's looking like the little black kid, Maeve. Yeah. Like he forgets who, the, who Maeve was. So, you know, he doesn't pay attention to the kids. He wouldn't recognize Maeve again. Yeah. Well, that's why I loved he had to go through yeah. each of the kids like, Maeve, is that you, Maeve? And it's like, that's a boy. Like, that's, that's not a girl. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, in fairness, he had the same problem with the, with yeah. the master he didn't recognize. So I, I thought that episode well, was great. Yeah, I loved and that episode. I, and the thing I think about the season is, um, and, and I know Jen d- doesn't like the like the series this season, but I think it's actually better. Is that you know on the new show they they first came out with with Nine, who was this you know energetic, fun doctor, and they replaced him with. But he was also quite intense. He, he was intense, right. but most of his demeanor was fun or jokey or sarcastic. Yeah. And they replaced him with with a, with a fun, energetic doctor. Mm-hmm. And they replaced him with a fun, energetic yeah. doctor. <laughs> yeah. So in, in their companions, you had the first companion who was who was the loyal friend, very brave. Fell and in it, love, of course. And they replaced her with the companion who was loyal, a friend, very brave. And fell in love. And they replaced her with a, a companion who was loyal and, and very brave. It wasn't who just really wanted t- a mate. Yeah, and it wasn't until <laughs> Amy Pond... Two mates. And I'll actually go back here. Um, we had an episode once with Well, Jen. at least in that respect, Donna was different. When Jen and James were saying that Martha and, and Rose and, and Donna were all kind of, you could take their storylines and just swap them out. Like, you know, if Donna were there, when the master took control of the earth, she would have done what Donna, what um, Martha did. And I think that's actually in retrospect true. I think that they all had that similar thing and then when Amy came on Amy was very different Amy had like because she was a plot device so she had this whole backstory and whatever and um I feel like this season on the show like Capaldi 12 is not a a, a fun loving duck he's very different and I feel like the scene with um when the episode begins and you don't realize it's kind of a dream sequence the scene with with um when Danny Pink uh, spoiler alert is, is, is killed in a car accident and you just see the, 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 the life drain out of Clara and she's in the kitchen with her grandmother mm-hmm. and the grandmother says, you didn't deserve this. And she's like, no, but I'm, but I'm, I, 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 I'm, I don't deserve it. She says it. no one deserves anything, but I am owed. I'm owed this. And like, she almost gets this like red glimmer to her eye. Like, like, like she's, she's snapped and you see her go like, call a doctor and he's like what's new and she's like oh nothing mm-hmm. and it's like and she goes to the TARDIS and she's walking around systematically taking all of his TARDIS keys which mm-hmm. apparently there are seven or eight or whatever that, that seven. he has and, try, and basically her intention is to drug the doctor after he brings her to you know this hot fiery lava and drags him out of the TARDIS and will throw all the TARDIS keys and destroy them because lava is the one thing that can melt them unless he agrees to alter Mm-hmm. The time stream and save Danny, and they're in, and she and she'll do it. And she eventually throws all of the the keys into the lava because there's there's nothing that will. And it was this shocking scene where she's snapped and she didn't go to him for help, which I feel like everyone before would have done. Well, she did, but like she's basically threatening him. But she never said, "Doctor, will you help me?" Because she's probably yeah, making no, the bet. It was all 
a cool right. Yeah. And the only thing close to that that we had was I didn't like Angels Take Manhattan. I think it's the last episode Bob saw where Amy and Rory leave the show. I didn't care for the episode, but I did care for the scene where Amy says, we're going to break the time stream and we're going to save Rory. And Eleven says, you'll have to run forever and you'll never be able to stop. And she grabs his hand and says, like, we're going to do that. Husband, run. And, like, it's the scene where she's defiant that you will not take him. And that's... But it was also very, like, oh, this is good. Like, pop mm-hmm. out your chest. Like, this was, like, she's willing to destroy the Earth to say... Like, it was very, very... Um, well, it was very... It was very selfish in one sense. It was incredibly selfish, but it was very dark. And it was it's dark, like, yeah. How do you then say... You go back and... And what eventually happened was you found out it was actually a dream sequence. The doctor knew something was up, so he actually drugged her to see what she would do. And I don't remember... Danielle remembers this, Sue might remember it. If she is part of her being drugged, if it removed her inhibitions to see how far she would go, or if she, that's actually, she, yeah. Yeah. The last key, he kind of knocked out of her hand. When the last key went, she was horrified. Yeah. Or I took it more as a, my God, what have I done? Not that she was horrified it dropped. Like she threw it and then regretted it instantly. But it was mm-hmm. well, he, I think he kind of knocked it out of her hand. I mean, I don't think he meant to. Well, I think it, there was a bobble there, and I don't think that. Um, and I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the state that she was in. Right. But she wasn't ready to do it just. I loved her, um, his response to the whole thing where she's like, say you won't do it. Every time you tell me no, I'm throwing another one of your precious keys away. And he kept saying no. No, right, no. He like he's not going to be, he's not going to lose control of the situation. He'll let her throw out every single right. key before he says it. And finally at the end, she's like, did you just say no? He's like, yes, I said no, throw the key. No, no. Or I, I don't mm-hmm. remember if it was exactly right, right. no, but like he kept egging her, egging her, egging her on. And that was mirrored by the, well, end yeah. of the episode where, um, where Danny is in, um, you know, basically the quote unquote afterlife. And she said, and, and is communicating with Clara and said, and says, if you say I love, and he's saying I love you. And she's like, say that, say that again. And I'll, and I'll, I'll hang up the call. And he wants her to, cause he wants her to not die to be with him. She wants her to be defiant and live. And he keeps saying, I love you. I love you. Like trying to force her to do what she's threatening to do, which was the exact mirror of that. And then you find out that the, that the doctor, that the whole thing was a dream sequence to see what she was capable of. And now her betrayal is known. And she, 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 you can tell she regrets what she did, but she doesn't regret what she did. But now he's never going to help her. He's never going to trust her. And he's like, what, what happens now? And he says, go the hell. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. like, I took. She's like, quite deserved. I, she's like, to I leave. totally deserve that. He's like, no, we're going to go to hell or wherever Danny is. Cause now that I know that you would basically go to these lengths to save him, I know that you're, you've got that fire in your belly. I know that the, how important this is. Fine. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. If, if this is that important. And when you think of him at the beginning of the season, he was a jackass to her. And now. Yeah. Now that he's kind of finding his own, you know, he's willing to do it. I feel like that was a big movement for him, but I felt like the whole thing was so dark. You, I don't think Martha ever would have done that. I don't no. think Donna ever would have done that. So I'm excited. That well, they wouldn't have because they were all in love with the doctor. So of well, no, course they wouldn't but, have. But, I mean, like that's the Amy biggest Pond, difference. Would Amy Pond have attacked Matt Smith no. and, and drug? It never would have happened. So I like that it's different. I mm-hmm. like that. I'm, I was very uncomfortable watching that scene. Yeah. You don't want to see the same thing set eight seasons over. And no, over. it's actually nice. To I have was it very, I was, and, and like, I was 
points. In and it's there <laughs> is there the risk that you're going to lose viewers? Sure, but I, I I thought it was it was it was it was just so well. And it's funny too because I thought that the tree episode was very kid friendly. There were so many kids and like they were all learning things. And I'm like, well, this is a very kid friendly episode. Like if right. you think about it, because it's all about like. You know, the kids came through and they helped figure everything out. Like, that was right. a very, you, don't you feel know. Like the, the Whereas the next one, I was just like, whoa. I thought it was very kid-friendly. You, you didn't think the theme of the episode was kid-friendly? The theme of the no. episode is look both ways before you cross the street. If Danny had done that, everything would have been uh, avoided. No, no, no. Well, this is, oh, no, no. The car came out of nowhere. You don't. Talk on the phone while you're walking down. It's very dangerous. Not pay attention. No. Yeah, that's true, too. As soon as he wasn't right. texting. Yeah. Did you notice, too, that she, she, there was no noise? It was a very silent hit. She didn't hear, like, a yeah. thump or anything. She's just sitting there. And, yeah. Yeah. And then the lady picked up the phone. Hello. Yeah. She's like, well, give me back to Danny. I'm sorry, dear. But it's funny, too. Like, so there were, there were clues, I think, ahead of time about, um, the Cybermen, but I didn't actually notice it until afterwards. That the door, the windows on the doors are Cybermen eyes. I don't know yeah, the, the doors. That. Yeah, the doors with the Cybermen. No, I remember. Had, I like had, it was the same shape as. I had remembered seeing them in the preview for the episode yeah. that there were Cybermen. So when they said, "Oh, you know, these things in the water," you know, you're only seeing the human components. I'm like, ah, their skeletons are really Cybermen in the water. So I see. Can, me personally, I, I always thought that the Cybermen were a much better villain than the Daleks. I, in the sense that. I find them to be scarier and creepier mm-hmm. um, because it's that whole idea of assimilation. They're just going to kill you and assimilate you just like the Borg. So, like, to me, that's more scary than, like, a Dalek with its plunger. Right. Like, and I get that, like, the Daleks are threatening, but they're also somewhat comical, think, you have to admit. Well, I think the Borg are more intimidating um, and scary than the Cybermen, but... But it's the same thing, though. Well, the best scene from the episode is we've seen... They um, take and assimilate yes. just to increase their numbers. It's the same thing. I think the board right. just carry it off is more creepy, but I don't know. It's an interpretation. The best line of the episode is when the doctor and Clara go to the quote unquote under, you know, the other side. They basically, the they tell the tar, they basically using Clara, tying her into the Tarvis, say, take us to Danny. And they, they arrive in the, in the, in the, in the, in the building. Which is actually, um, Dingle and I are geeks now. We were in the museum, the, the, the museum where, yes. the, the museum where in, they arrive at the end of the, at the beginning of the, of the forest episode. If you look in the background, it was used in the Martha, um, episode season three where they're at, uh, like a function. They use that museum man. a lot. It's the, it's the one with the, with the man who makes himself young, the old man. Um, they use, they found well, it's actually, yeah. And also, um, when, uh, the, the, um, the Van Gogh episode, the Vincent Van Gogh, mm-hmm. Gogh. It's also episode. Remember when the doctor runs up the stairs and he pretends to like mimic? I the, believe the it's in the fiftieth. It's in the fiftieth. It's in all these episodes. So if you look in the back, if you look in the background, you're going to see like going up the stairs. You'll see like a little statue. That one was is the doctor's running up to the Vincent exhibit. He he like poses in front of it. It's the same place, and it's also I think the same building that they appear in when they go to find Danny. I think they reuse it. But anyway, they meet the the, the villainess of the season who appears at the end of every episode in the afterlife. And she identifies herself as an android, which I at the time thought was a little bit of a letdown. Like we're set. I didn't believe it. I figured she was lying. Why? Why she was an android? Then it's like, oh, there's really like a bigger baddie. So like, but she identifies herself as an android, and the doc, and who makes out with the doctor and and slips some tongue and makes him uncomfortable. So she, you know, he's asking her, well, who maintains you? I'm self-maintaining. Well, uh, you know, what powers you? My heart. Who fixes your heart if it breaks? The doctor. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's like in the, the line from every episode, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Doctor Change! 
thing. <laughs> this little Asian guy comes around the corner. And it was like the best. Doctor Who. Doctor Chang. We had to rewind it and watch it again. I had to rewind it. Well, maybe the whole thing with what's the doctor's name? Doctor yeah. Who. It's like, that would be great if they're like, Doctor Chang. <laughs> yeah. You asked. It's like, funny. So I thought that was fantastic. I love that. I loved it when he was the one that said Doctor Who. Yeah. I thought that was just great. Yes, that was great. And of course, it was a fun episode, but I got really excited because the master is the mistress, and I was yeah. like, Missy. ooh, we finally have, I mean, every because everybody has talked about the doctor becoming a woman, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, wow, did it really happen? Only in reverse, it was the master. Is this a big deal? But Ryan informed me it wasn't really that big of a deal. So. Well, in the, well, here's the thing. When she said, because I didn't know in advance that, that she was going to be the master. Um, I know that Stephen Moffat is a huge fan of the original show, and I know from just reading, you know, Wiki every now and then, I know on the original show there was a time lady, uh, called, he's a the, time do- lady. he's the doctor, she was the Rani or the Rani, oh. that, that was what she was called. And I think she actually attacked the TARDIS, and that was what killed Six, the hmm. Sixth Doctor. So I, I'm like, well, maybe this is like a, a recurring alien from the original show who's back, I wondered. Um, and then you find out it's the master. Cause there was a, the, the confusing thing in the episode was he identifies himself as the last of his kind. Right. In one of the two episodes. And I'm like, well, the time. Well, he's lords, always done that. But the time lords are out there somewhere. And the master was with the time lords. So now that there's that crack in, in, in the time lords can get back. I'm assuming that's how the master regenerated and came back. But it, it's weird to hear him still refer to himself as the last of his kind because he, he's not. Mm. So that was a little weird, but it was the it was the great moment at the end where you find out that you think they're on this faraway planet or this other out of you know in, or in this other spatial plane or in heaven or somewhere and they're really like in the middle of London in a building. Yeah, and all the Cybermen come well, out and the Doctor's running, run for your lives, run for your lives. Then, yeah, and the and the Master's basically like, oh look, another Scotsman running wild in the streets. There must be a game on. Yeah, which I thought was great. Well, and they made like um, I think they made a comment too that that location was just one of many. Mm-hmm. So right. there's Presumably all over the world. So the, is what so I'm the Cybermen are capturing the world for the second time in five years. Well, they're they're good at this. The Cybermen. Well, they kept. Um, yeah. You were talking about something that triggered. Oh, I know. The lady, the mistress. Yes. We saw her a couple weeks ago when well, somebody died. Mm-hmm. Yes. The well, we've seen her since the beginning of the season. Since characters have died. Um, yes. I remember it was the policeman. And she keeps saying, welcome to the promise Yeah, it was Land, the policeman. Um, it was, yes. it was all the different, all the little characters who have died over the course of the season. She's been involved she's in some capacity. Right. Yeah. But what a creepy premise. Yeah. When you die, you still have feelings. You still have a connection to your body. You have a connection to your body and please God, don't cremate me because I'll feel myself burning. Yeah, right. that was a little... Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, I wasn't clear on what would happen. Would you just be very uncomfortable? Or would you? I thought I thought Danny played those scenes really well, the actor. Um, you know, yeah. being told, number one, you're dead. No, you know, number two, oh, by the way, you're, you chose cremation. Oh, bad idea. And, like, you're going to feel that. We have a and, burner in room And sex. all these things. Like, I thought he played those scenes really well. well. you know what? It makes absolutely no sense. So no one's ever really come up with it before. And it's that if you turn TV to, like, static and you listen very closely, you can hear people say, please don't cremate me. Please don't cremate me. <laughs> that was me. a little creepy. Which, that was, that was creepily done. And they give him an iPad, which basically, uh, instead of, like, reset all settings, it's you can delete yourself. And mm-hmm. his finger is hovering over the word delete as the episode ends. And he's like, I'm in heaven and you have iPads. And they're like, well, we have Steve Jobs. I know, I love that. <laughs> and I'm like, but your iPad does not have the fingerprint sensor, so yeah. clearly <laughs> you were behind the development. Steve Jobs. The yeah, development yeah. cycle, so I thought but that was But it was cute. really good, and I was 
I got to watch it in a fairly reasonable amount manner this week. And so I was like, oh, cool. I got to go talk to Ryan. And Ryan's like, I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, no. Well, it's actually one thing I'm noticing this season, too. It's with the, with the writing. Uh, I find like they're making really funny references to things like the, the episode where the TARDIS kept shrinking. So that like the point, the point where only his hand would fit outside of the TARDIS. And she's like, what? Can't you move yourself? And he's like, what are you talking about? The TARDIS can't move. And she's like, you know, like Adam's family style, move it. Because you remember thing? Yeah, he sticks his from hand Adam out. Family, it's just a hand and he pulls his hand out. Like I, the, the references they're making are really funny. Uh, there was one in the tree one too. He is comedy very, very well. There's a scene in that episode where funny. he like opens the door of the TARDIS and turns around and he's like doing like this little dance yeah. walking back to the center. I have been really enjoying him as the doctor. I am too. I really like him. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have the, the sex appeal that no. Ten or Matt had, but he's got a fun sense of humor. Yeah. He's so dry. Yeah. And you know, when, when he met, Clara's bow for the first time, or who he thought was Clara's bow. The PE teacher. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, the one that he thought was was. Oh, well, yes. Because he was yes. a Matt. Cl- he was a Matt Smith clone, so he's yeah. like, oh, clearly she's in love with me. Isn't that cute? Yeah, <laughs> it was hysterical, and the look on his face. He's great facial. Even yeah, with the eyebrows, he's got yeah. great facial stuff going on. So I've been really enjoying it. I mean, I have to like listen really carefully to him because his his accent is it's rather strong. I have a hard time. But too. um, yeah. But other than that, it, it's so good. It, it, I think it's very well written, and I appreciate for the season that they didn't do six episodes in the mid season finale. If you notice, we're going straight through in thirteen oh, weeks. So we have one episode left, and then I'm presuming we'll get a Christmas, a Christmas special, special, and then um, season nine will probably be next fall or, or something of that nature. I'm not following the blogs, and I'm not following the spoiler sites, but you know the rumors were that Clara would leave in the Christmas special, and then Capaldi leaked, well, maybe she'll leave earlier than that. Um, I haven't been following it. Maybe it's common knowledge one way or another, but I have to feel like they're doing a better job of keeping the suspense. Yeah. Because when there's a new doctor, when there's a new companion, usually you can't exist on the internet and not know it. Right. And right. I feel Someone like, I feel like by not looking into it, I'm not being inundated with that information. So I actually don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's refreshing because usually you can't miss it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping it stays that way. But yeah, I, I thought they were great, great episodes. I love them. Bob, are you back? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm back. Okay. Do we want to talk about our uh, favorite teacher we love to hate? Oh, Dolores. 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 I, we are just finishing a fic. I think I told you this last week about um, Neville having uh, created the Dolores Umbridge weed. So this was really timely for me to get to read the the real story of Dolores Jane Umbridge. That was released on Halloween. Apparently, there were seven other things that were released on the same day from her, but I haven't had a chance to go explore them, so I don't Yeah. I was actually um, slightly disappointed in it because it wasn't actually what I expected. I thought it was, was going to be a short... I thought it was going to be a short story about Umbridge, and it was more like her Wikipedia entry, and it was her well, backstory. Well, I actually enjoyed it, like, a lot. Oh, it was informative. Like, it was good, but... <laughs> Parts of it were just so damn funny when she was like, um... The funny thing? How she basically tried to... 
you know, marry up. Like, she wanted to get a powerful husband. And it's like, Dolores never succeeded in marrying. While they valued her hard work and ambition, those who got to know her best found it difficult to like her very much. Well, the funny, th- I mean, it's the funny, funny thing is, I have this former boss, and a bunch of us got together today with people who knew her, and we were just telling, like, horror stories about working with this woman. And she was just, ha- she um, she had, like, an umbrage, like, I'm sure she didn't go around, you know, scarring people but she just she kind of reminds a little bit of umbridge and we were telling these horror stories and we were like you know what if she if you know we wrote about this terrible woman and like she read the thing she would be like oh she sounds wonderful mm. and like it was actually funny because i was actually reading the the biography of umbridge and she reminded me so much of my former boss i was thinking if she read this she would think umbridge sounds like a wonderful human being and like you know still a person what i was hoping for was like a post phoenix one shot that would show her get that comeuppance because you really don't see it in the in the book. I know she gets carried off into the forest. I, I think you see Dumbledore carry her out, but yeah. you never see her experience that humiliation that she so deserves. It happens off screen, and then she's back in. I'm sorry. Well, obviously she's back in Deathly Hallows, but she gets shot by Harry, and they still in the Horcrux, and then you hear from Joe. Oh, she goes to prison and is miserable. But you, I wanted to see her get it. And yeah. I feel like well, you know. Yeah, and there's some really good fan fiction. I, I, there's two that come to mind. There's Melinda, mm-hmm. who had her carry. Wasn't it Melinda? Well, Mel- no, no. Carried off by the werewolves. Well, no, they, they, they consumed her. They, they, t- they, they tore her to pieces, and I gave Melinda a hard time for going easy on her. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really wanted to get Joe's official but, comeuppance, I mean, and I wish I got that. You gotta love the fact that her father was basically a custodian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so oh, she, like, paid like, to have him fake like his own death. He's, like, a wizard custodian. Yeah. So she's, like, you know, disappointed. She's a her mug- father she's, never made enough of himself. She's a half- And her mother's blood. a muggle. Well, I forgot how we determined half-blood, but her parent, yeah. Her, her mother's a muggle and her father's a wizard. So no, but don't you, you go by the, but don't you go by the grandparents? Isn't that the deal? No. What? No, no I thought no. we kept... Ca- it's by your parents. No, I thought. Okay, so I remember th- saying on the podcast once, if Hermione and um, Colin Creevy married and had a child, because all of the grandparents would be Muggles, but the parents would be wizards, so they would be wizard born because their parents were wizards. What would? Okay, so bloods. They're not pure bloods, the but question. they're but they're not Muggle born either. Oh, I know they're not Muggleborn, but okay. So if if Hermione and Colin Creevy have Creevy have a love, love child, what is the child? Is the child a half blood? No, no, they're wizard pure blood because they're both wizards. Or not pure blood, wizard born. No, what is Harry? It's been Harry's a half blood. Is that yes? The, no, no. Harry's no. a pure blood. Pure, is he? Harry's a wizard. A wizard. No, I just there he well because see Petunia's a Muggle, so like his whole family are not all wizards. Why am I forgetting this? Because because both parents are wizards, then the child is considered wizard-born. Harry's a half-blood. If Harry... No. I believe he... I'm looking at... No, you're only a half-blood if one parent is a muggle. If one parent is a muggle. And his mother was not a muggle, his mother was a witch. She was muggle-born, but she was a witch. I don't think that makes him half-blood. I don't think so either. Well, no, because Snape, no. No, Tom Riddle's a muggle. I'm uh, looking is, it up on the half, wiki. Because half-blood. his mother, I mean, his father was a muggle. Right. right, and same with Snape. Snape's father was a muggle. All right, half-blood is the term commonly given to witches and wizards who have a muggle, muggle-born, par- muggle-slash-muggle-born parent and a magical parent. So mm-hmm. the grandparents. Um, yeah. 
So I guess he would be considered a half-blood. Yeah, because... it's a muggle-slash-muggle-born. Well, if... Because Lily is a muggle-born, that implies both of her... That, well, that necessitates that both of her parents are muggles. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're... If a half-blood and a half-blood have a child, then there's at least magical... Yeah, I don't um, know. I, I'm not confused. All right, yeah, I've had yeah, some. Where the hell? Okay, here's the deal. Uh, what the freaking hell is her name? Uh, Dolores. Dolores Umbridge. Her her mother was a was a Muggle-born. Yes, her so, mother was a Muggle. Muggle. She is muggle. not magical mu- at all. Yes, it, she is literally a half blood. Yeah, she's a half. She's a, she's a half. She's kind of like Hitler because remember he he was like the Aryan race. Yeah. He was this little short guy with one ball. Remember that? So that very similar circumstances right there. So. Mm. <laughs> we did See, this 25 is what's minutes. So on interesting the, is that like two of, two of the biggest detesters of half bloods are actually half bloods themselves. Yes. So, um, and Voldemort. Um, and I like what Joe says at the end about basically she finds Umbridge and Voldemort equally detestable. You know, they're the things that they both do, you know, that stems from the same prejudice. It, they're just horrible, right. you know, horrible people. <laughs> Uh, Mooney is very upset that Umbridge was a Slytherin. She doesn't mm. think that well, she... Slytherin house deserves her. She's very ambitious. Yeah, she is very ambitious. But Where else? Very loyal. She could have been a Hufflepuff very easily. She's loyal. I don't think she's who, loyal. Who is she loyal to? No, she's loyal, she's to, loyal to the ministry. In to Fudge. the ministry. But what I read but here. But she is was that, only loyal to Fudge as long as he was in power. Yeah, what I'm reading here is she was she was using the she was using anybody. the ministry yeah. to advance herself. I didn't think that she was going to go down with the ship. No, because I, I, if Harry Potter took over the ministry, she wouldn't be loyal to it. Exactly. I don't think. And he would probably lay her off on his ministry. Oh, it's interesting it. though how her punishment quill she created that she <laughs> that created freak. <laughs> We've seen that uh, so many times in fan fiction as, uh, you know, the blood quill that you used for binding magical contracts. I love the line, mm-hmm. by the way. Very interesting to see that. I love yeah. the line where it says she was the only other person besides Voldemort yeah. that permanently scarred Harry. I never made that connection before. So I see, again, really there's some, yeah. I, well, the fic I just... It was what? Well, it oh, scarred it was, him because he read to write it so much, right? Uh, the They talk about the scar several times yeah. in later mm-hmm. books. I read a, f- a fic, which I discussed before, called Harry McGonagall, which was McGonagall was so upset sitting. Totally yeah, she McGonagall. The day that Harry was brought to the Dursleys was so upset after seeing the Dursleys and seeing what horrible people they were that Dumbledore would dare leave Harry with them. That the minute Dumbledore leaves Harry there, she runs up and scoops him up and gives him to her nephew and mm-hmm. says, "Please raise this child." So as far as Dumbledore is concerned. Um, Harry Potter has disappeared. He's vanished. We don't know where he is. And Mm -hmm. he is raised as Harry McGonagall. And when he turns 11, he is sent to Hogwarts and they put a glamour on him. So Dumbledore, and they teach him how to, um, you know, um, not legend laments. What's the other? uh, They they teach him how to protect himself from Dumbledore's mind probe. And he, he is Harry McGonagall, um, you know, Minerva's nephew. And it's an alternate version where what would be different if Harry had a supportive family. And there's the plot point where you get to Umbridge and she tells, 
she she does the whole you you know you must not tell lies thing and harry's like screw this and he stuns mcgonagall goes to get you mean umbridge i'm sorry go, stuns umbridge leaves her there goes to minerva's office and says aunt minnie she actually has this blood quill and she wants yeah. to carve things up to my hand and, and, and mcgonagall at this point is the headmistress and it's like good god and calls dcf in <laughs> and the ministry comes down and immediately arrests yeah. her and he's like who would let this woman do this and she honestly thinks she would get away with this she be arrested in five minutes. Whereas real Harry's like, well, I'll show her. I'll just show her I can take the pain. Like, yeah, exactly. Just, and, and, and this Harry yeah. immediately contacts an adult uh, yeah. uh, in, in the authorities, and she, it's immediately exposed, and she's gone within 30 minutes. I thought that was so clever. I love that. That is fun. Well, my favorite um, umbrage getting her comeuppance is the... Uh, I can't remember which one is what it's called, but... <laughs> It's the one where they get Fred back from the dead, and um, the, there's a loophole. And so, apparently, Fudge has promised the centaurs that he will punish Umbridge because Dumbledore went into the forest when, you know, Harry, with the day, night they went to the uh, ministry, because the centaurs had cartered her off, and, mm-hmm. and Dumbledore went and got her out. Right. So, in order to do that, he had to promise that she would be punished. And she never gets punished. Mm. And so um, Kingsley, so, and then all of this stuff happens in the ministry, pretty much gets, you know, devastated because of the war and, and everything. And Voldemort being in power for a while. So it turns out that Umbridge is like the head of the Wizengamot mm-hmm. and stuff like that. She's got all this power because no one ever stopped her and she's the last one standing. Yeah. And Kingsley's like, I have to get rid of her, but how can I get rid of her? And he's like, ooh, loophole. We're going to give her back to the centaurs to punish because she never got punished like we promised them, you know, otherwise right. they're going to go to war with us. And so they give her back to them. And the last scene is her, you know, getting carried away and her going, no! <laughs> and I just thought that was perfect justice. I got to like that. You knew she was going to just be miserable and she was going to be their slave. You know what they should do? I just thought of a perfect, maybe I should write the one shot, what they should sentence her to instead of Azkaban. What? They should make her Filch's deputy and have her be the janitor at Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be It's a certain Take level of sympathy. They get along well together. Yeah. There could be a little romance. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps in like a broom closet of some kind with the magical ammonia, and perhaps there could be a love child. <laughs> so one of the things I really enjoyed—he has a cat. It's perfect. He has a cat. Anyway, I so love this idea. One of the things I enjoyed about it was uh, Joe giving his background on the character and where the character came from. Uh-huh. Yes, and uh, just seeing like how basically. Because obviously she had to be careful. Because clearly, that woman would sue in a moment. <laughs> yeah, is be- is based off of one of her own teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing anyone who probably knows Joe, probably or like grew up with Joe, would probably could figure out who Umbridge is. Because they talked about uh, she's probably dead now. That's why she's yeah. That's probably another thing. That's probably another reason why we're finally getting it. I mean, obviously Joe says this woman was not the real Dolores Umbridge. And she didn't look like a toad or was never very sarcastic or vicious to her or anyone else. Right, right. And I never heard her express a single view in common with Umbridge. But uh, apparently she borrowed enough of her to really kind of, you know, be, cons- <laughs> be a little concerned 
uh, of the house. Well, I was actually thinking as I read it, if this woman ever sues, Joe, Joe could be like, well, technically, I never outed you as Umbridge, but now that you filed this public lawsuit, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's a great way to make someone really unpopular with the public. I love how it's before 7 o'clock at night and Bob is, is winding down for the evening. Oh, now he's making me yawn. Sorry. I, it's from kind of not talking. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Talk about it's all, it's all good. No, no, no. That's not your guys' fault. I just not a whole lot to talk about Doctor Who since I'm so far behind. I feel horrible about because I you know I need to catch up. But yeah, no. I mean, overall, I mean, it's, so all right. I, well, Bob. Yes. Without spoilers, just reaction. Arrow. Um. Nothing. Like where? Where are you? Do you want us oh, to? Full of color. No, but I have yeah. something to say about this because I'm kind of excited, but. It's way out of my comfort zone, so I don't think I can do it, but Stephen ML has his own wine that he makes, and it's called Knock, something Knock Wine, and Knock is what you do when you pull the bow back, that's knocking the bow. And so he has his own winery, and he has his own wine, and they are having a wine tasting in Portland in January, and they're gonna, they're gonna open Six bottles of, I mean, not just six bottles, but six types of wine. They're going to have wine tasting. They're going to have live music. Mm -hmm. There's going to be people from the cast there because they're all coming up for the Wizard Con. And there was something else. Oh, they're having a silent auction. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it would be really, really fun, but I also think I would be way out of my comfort level to go alone. If I could find somebody to go with me, I would go, but I don't know if I can find somebody that will go. Yeah. How much tickets cost? I don't know. I didn't look. Mm, I was afraid to look. (laughs) I just want to say, um, I will say for the record, I would say that Arrow is the best show I'm watching on television right now. Well, if you and Sue, why don't you and Sue take a few minutes and I'll just... No, 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 that's what I was going to say. No, 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 it's okay because we don't have 15 minutes and we we have, like, so much to talk about. Okay. Um, Yeah, we have to talk about Sword Art. Sword Art, The Walking Dead. Um, Yes, Bob wants to talk Sword Art. So badly. Um... Start with Sword Art, and if we don't get to Walking Dead, Walking Dead is not that much I want to talk about. Who's in Who's in the woods? I think we discussed that, and, and Beth is super. Uh, I and think there's it's the black kid, but that's besides the point. Um, I think it's the black guy. I think it's uh, Morgan. You think it's Morgan? I think it's. Are you fully caught up on Walking Dead? Yeah. I think it's the kid. You think it's the kid? It's, it's not Carol. It's I, think not. Car- I think Carol is, is going in undercover. You think so? Kill everyone in that building. I think. Well, I think she will because Obama's about to send her off to kill out ISIS. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. I think. I think Carol uh, got separated from Daryl, which again is the most hit couple na- ship I've ever heard of. I think Carol and Daryl got separated. Daryl turned around because Daryl's only been gone for like a day. I think Daryl got turned around, having lost Carol. Met up with Morgan or, or or someone else and went back empty-handed. And Carol, by herself, when she was injured, got pulled in by the the, the crazy people. That's my okay, prediction. Here, here's, my, here's my take. Yep. In seconds. Yep. Okay. They somehow come. Okay. Daryl and Carol follow the car to mm-hmm. Atlanta. They come across. They they do what Carol does best and sneak like scopes everything out to find giant gas things to blow up because mm-hmm. that's what Carol does best. Yep. <laughs> okay. They come across the kid. Yep. Okay. And the kid tells him everything that's going on. So Carol volunteers to basically get quote unquote injured so that she'll get picked up by the hospital people while Daryl and the kid go back to the camp to get the others to basically uh, do an assault on the on the hospital and basically Carol has gone in to go protect Beth. 
Hmm. That's my view. That's my that's my take on it. I think that I think the fact that Daryl looked so sad and upset when he walked out of the woods kind of makes me think it didn't go that way and that he actually lost Carol. But you never know. You never know. We'll find out next week. Georgia seems like a long way to go. Georgia seems um, not Georgia. Atlanta seems like it's so far away from where we are now. I feel like we moved. You don't think so? Okay. No, they haven't really gone that far. But anyway, I digress. Digress. <laughs> so what I? I. This show. I know. Well, and I, I believe we were all sort of getting a little like frustrated with it. With the pacing. The pace. If I remember correctly, it started to pick back up. Yes. Um, before we stopped podcasting for a little bit. So we've completed the the GGO plotline, right? What was the first episode that you guys caught up with today? Yeah. Where you guys are at? Um. I believe the first one we watched today was Phantom Bullet. Yeah, it was the one where... So it was the final, like, actual battle between Carito and Death Gun. Was it an amazing fight? I thought it was pretty good, actually. And he kind of cut him in half. Like, I I I forget if I said it on on the podcast, but I thought it when I was watching the opening credits, and I I think I I commented on it, but I never really fully believed it, is that... um, Shinon, Shinon, Shinon. Shinon's friend is one of the one of the death guns, and if you watch in the opening credits, either the friend morphs into death gun or death gun morphs into the friend. Uh, I, I, I actually, never really caught. I that. thought it was actually so obvious that they wouldn't have done it that way, but it's actually been hidden in plain sight mm-hmm. in the opening credits. When you actually yeah. look for it, it's very clear. Um, what I didn't like about the 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 the, the gun gale, I actually liked. Um, the, 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 obviously the first season and every, people said the fairy part was a little bit lame. And I think aside from, you know, the unfortunate tentacle rape mm. was actually, I thought it was really good. <laughs> Gun Gale, what I thought was, um, I thought was good. well, no, I thought other than the tentacle rape. I mean, oh, that, I, the, okay. yeah. And, and I feel, oh yeah, I love today that I, I type tentacle rape into my iPhone. So now every time I try and type something, it changes it to tentacle rape. So I'm going to have some explaining to do. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I felt like the pacing of Gun Gale, like there was like, there, there was episodes where they just kept rehashing the same stuff uh, over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And what I didn't like about the ending is I thought the whole scene when the friend comes to Shinon's house and it's just, it's just creepy and he's got the well, syringe. Well, he's going to try to rape her. Right. And that whole thing I thought was very well done. I, I thought that entire thing was very, very well done. But then, like, the whole part where his brother is death gun. Do we ever meet the brother? No. That's the thing. So the way Why would we need to meet him? You no, know, but the way it's written, it, well, no, the it's written as who's death gun. And you find out Death Gun is primarily the brother of a character. Well, he's also a sword art survivor. But we never met him. So it's like, it's like, it's like we, Laughing a lot of yeah. the, a lot of it, you get all this repetition, but the, the big reveal, I think, is who is Death Gun really? And it's like, Finding out Death Gun is Al Lipschitz, who you've never met. It's well, like, you would expect it to be, oh, it's the guy from Sword, it's like, or someone who you saw there, or something. Like, I felt like it was just like, the ending of it was a lot of exposition. It was someone explaining what we just well, saw, and it's I like, actually, we didn't get to explain I don't know. It. I actually kind of like how they dealt with the whole, um, more like the psychological aspect of it with mm. Shinon. I thought, I actually really enjoyed her story in that, you know, she had an incredibly traumatic experience of shooting somebody and that really, really messed her up. Mm -hmm. And like, I actually really appreciated that they showed her struggle and she still struggles with it. It's very difficult for her to hold a weapon or to see a weapon in real life. I I mean, a gun specifically. 
Um, and that, you know, what I liked about it is that I feel like so many people, I mean, we're all like just desensitized to violence at this point because guns are everywhere. And I mean, but in this, it's like you really see how it impacted someone to shoot somebody. It wasn't a nothing thing. It wasn't something she could just forget. And like, I really, really liked that. And I loved how they brought on, and it was probably the episode after that, maybe, where they brought on some of the people she saved. Yes. From, you know, that whole incident. Um, yeah, I loved with that. With her daughter, and she mm-hmm. would I loved that. I thought that was great. No, I just think for the entire, I forget how many episodes, um, the first, I think, was it 14 episodes? Yeah. Before? I think it needed to be 10. Yeah, I, I mean, was there was a lot of re- too many episodes. repeating. It needed to be about five. But the yeah. ending of but the it, end, I thought, was good, where she meets Asana, she meets oh, that you know, all these good, other people. The like, whole I, part I liked how in it the ended. restaurant where he explains, oh, there was this character that you never met, and he was, he was. You know, can go. I say something honestly? I think part of the problem is too, at least for me, the reason it gets a little confusing and a little like hard to follow is because you're just reading these really complicated names, and I. I can't pronounce them in my head. I don't know how to say them. It's hard because we're listening to it in Japanese and we're trying to read along and stay caught up with it. And it just kind of gets lost in your head. You kind of forget who's who. Yeah. Bob just sent us the picture. It yeah. Was, they do a thing on the show face. where when you, get, when you get creepy face, you're going to try and touch someone inappropriately. Oh, That's just kind I was of just a, like, oh, no. I don't know what it is about season finales and Sword Art Online. I know. Everyone feels the need to like sexually assault. I know that is something. Reach, it, it's reach out and touch someone. But of course, it. it was Carito to the rescue. He did. He yes. jumped. Carito with a, with a knee to the. Well, I love yeah. that too, where he's like, "Get out of here!" I'm like, I would have probably said, "Come here and help me kill him." <laughs> like, but that was well, helpful. I and I thought it was awkward too when she like lifts his shirt. She's like, "Where did he stab you? Right here?" And she's just like, "Uh." Uh, okay, I will just wipe away this fluid. Oh, what's that on your chest there? It's like, oh, part of my heart electrode is still there. I'm fine. Like, luckily, this is so weird. Luckily, he stabbed me at the exact point where I yeah. had a, a metal barrier. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Right in my badge. Right. And it's like, what happened to him? Oh, he go. He is going for mental rehabilitation. I know he's in a mental reformatory. Whatever they said, it was. It's so like funny. he's in rape prison. Like that's what we yeah. said. Like, but I just that was the thing. It was like it, I felt like it was like. It just kind of crashed and burned, and then it was like 10 minutes of explaining what it was. Like, I felt like they could have shown the brother previously, picked a guy from Sordar, and said that was the brother, had just... Yeah, I know. They could have done it better. But, you know. It it was good. The the parts that you're saying I liked... Adaptation of a book? Yeah. Yeah. We all know how adaptations for books work. Why does my phone keep going off? I don't know. I don't know. Um, So, basically, yeah. I mean... Yeah, so we... We found out that basically Death Gun is three people. Yes. Two right. People or one person. Uh, right. Two of the people have been apprehended. So there's still one person. So that uh, may or may not come back. Yeah. No. Well, and I love the writing too. It's like I have a message. Would you like to hear it? It is up to you. Yes, I would. The message reads: "This is not over, Mwahaha. Yeah. That is the end of the message. It's like oh, so. I'm they so got that. They got the two brothers, but yes. they but that other person. There's um, another person. There's another person right. that's still Which, on the run. Yeah, and I will yeah. be very pissed if when we find out who the third person is, if they're like, it is a man named Al Lipschitz, like. Please let it be at least one. Let us know one of them. Let there be some type of yeah. So, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's like, GGO overall was, like, drawn out way too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there really wasn't much. I mean, there was. it felt like there was some character development for Kirito. 
Um, well, no, he just really. continues to be awesome. Yeah, well, she Sheenon like, had the I'm better. Kind of sad about killing people. Yeah, let me go kill kill some more people. I thought, yeah, she had the better story. Uh, yeah. I thought it she had some good development. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. Know, I think she had a pretty. I liked her story. I liked her, a and lot. it was nice to see. You, you did see character development, especially at the end there, where she faced her bullies. And well, I thought she was more developed than Asana because remember in the first one I said. Why she do you was, always say Asana? Uh, uh, Asana. Well, because you see so much of her ass. Until that episode. But remember, like I say in the first part, she, you, she's the vice president, but you don't know why, and it's kind of you. you get see, why. Ryan struggles when people's names are somewhat similar, because you know how well, Shinon's real name was was Asada. <laughs> so I'm he's like, like wait a minute, what? Who? And both have blue hair. <laughs> so cute. And boobs. I know oh that was so weird. Oh my so god. Creepy. So creepy. So creepy. Yeah. I got hit with a boombox. Thank God they had. Oh, I have a question. I know. Isn't it like devices are getting smaller? Why did she in 2020? She has the biggest boombox in that boom- tiniest apartment. I know. Like, oh, thank God. Like, does she, not have, a, does she not have a skillet? <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, I thought that, like, quick, hit her with the Wi Fi. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so then that brings us. We skipped episode fourteen point five because yes, really the last yeah. thing we needed was a Gale Gun recap episode. Recap. Really, recap we did not need that. that. Proving that the entire story could be handled in one episode. Yes. Yeah. So we just went right ahead into um, the caliber. Caliber arc. is the next SAO arc uh, for this season. That's the one of the three that are going to be featured this season. Um, caliber referring to. Excuse- Excalibur. So there'll be three yes. stories this season. So there'll be um, there's one more story. It's called um, it's Gale Gun Caliber and and then Mother's Rosario. Okay, and so there's like actually th- okay. you'll like because it's lots and lots of character development for Asana. Asana. You know, Asana. 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 She's she's the, <laughs> no not Asada not 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 a uh, not a uh, Shinon but but Asana. Yes. Um, that actually focuses Kirito's in it. He's more than likely going to be overpowered, but because you know he is, but he's not the focus of it. But that's that's for another time when we actually watch it. Okay. Real fast, I, I just want to say what I enjoyed. Remember the episode previously in the season where they were showing that um, that Carito as um, little Miss Snape when he's his little <laughs> boy. I remember how he was flirting, and they did like the over the top Miss Snape. Yes, little yes. Miss Snape. They did the, it was a, it's a perfect weekly thing, and they did the like over the top animation with like all the hearts and the dorky music yeah. around Carito. You have to like when um, when. And Shinon uh-huh. sees Kirito yes. for the first time when he bear when he like runs in the apartment and starts attacking the crazy guy. Yeah, and like she looks at him, and all of a sudden they more they, they, they superimpose over him, his yeah. body like little Miss Kirito, and he's like, "Oh, it's you!" It's a guy. That's weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, but oh, and that was the other thing during. I think it was during his fight with Death Gun. Doesn't he like you? He morphs a little bit into like original Kirito hmm. from Sword Art. I think so. It's weird. Uh, it was like real quick. I was like, "Oh, now that now Carito. that he's now that he's back, now that he's back, it's a little weird to see him in the next one as back a boy, as elf boy." As, no, well, no, why? He looks like a <laughs> now. Now that he's no longer little Miss Carito, yeah. he looks like a little boy yeah. with like a little boy haircut. Like a four-year-old. Well, I have to say that I think that the caliber episodes really the one character that shines. It's got to be Klein. <laughs> Oh, he's hysterical. He's like, <laughs> he's like, but I haven't found my true calling. Yeah. 
No, 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 the one I am fated for. Well, the funny thing is, okay, so like, all right, so basically, let me, let me give a little bit of di- a little bit of setup for those who are, who are familiar with it. Basically, Caliber is a is a three episode arc that takes place back in LAO, which is Fairyland, as we just yes. referenced. Yes. And it's basically um, the legendary weapon Excalibur, which is a legendary class item. Um, basically, has been found within the game. Yes. Now it was previously in the show because basically. Um, uh, Mick Rapeyface, the first one, yeah. uh, the the one who was in charge of the of LAO, yeah. like spawned it in to like you know like, try to kill Kirito with it. Yeah, then Kirito basically stole it from him and used it to kill him. Yeah, but basically this it's like a, it's a legendary weapon, super powerful. Legendary weapons are really highly sought after items within MMO games. Was that the same so, artifact? Mm-hmm. In, from, what happened to it after? He used it on the crazy guy. Basically, I think it just went away. I think like, it went back. Yeah. I just want to be clear. That's not the one that the, the crazy dude tried to kill Kirito and then Asuna jumped in there and saved him. Or was it the scene where? No. He- no. 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 Talking about season two. Uh, LAO. LAO. Various, like no that. Oh one, okay. Yeah. That sword wasn't really named. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I wasn't sure if that was the one you meant. No. So when was it used? It was used in. The, the end of when she when they're in the elf. Realm when he has the battle with the guy who's assaulting Asuna. Got it. Okay. And he's yeah. Like stabbing Kirito with a sword. Yes. Him with Got it. Yes. Anyway, set up. So basically, so find out in the game. So all of our favorite friends, uh, <laughs> Kirito and friends, decide they're going to go find the sword. Um, and everyone but. Uh, he calls Asuna in the, in the hot tub and tells her to get her ass over no, here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not gloss over Bob's favorite part. <laughs> In the very beginning, no, I'm actually kind of... There were a lot of handles on that bathtub. You know, every time her butt was in the shower, there was a handle. Yeah, the funny thing is, so, so, okay, so, in the beginning of the arc, they basically, ironically enough, tease the, uh, uh, the, G- the, uh, Mother's Rosario arc. Uh, because that's kind of alluding, like, you know, she's, like, going to be going away for a l- little while. Like, that's kind of, like, kind of implying... Which- she's oh, going, yeah, she she's said going she's going to Kyoto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it's, like... But, like, you know, most, you know, what I find so random about it is, like, they could have, like, done that in the context of any other situation, but no, we didn't have to in a bathtub. <laughs> How big is that and tub? It's the biggest bathtub It's a small in the swimming world. pool. And, of and course, like, there's no, no bubbles. It's so ridiculous. It's like, do you, you need to tell us with this? Like, it's like no one's paying attention to what she's saying, you know, or at least the guys are, no, no guy is. Like, it just, it just, it felt so, yeah. You know, some fan services, like, you know, kind of makes sense. Usually fan service never makes sense. But then there's just times where it's just like so out of place and pointless and just like obvious, obvious fan service. Well, every time well, and, sister is in the shot so, in Fairyland, like, so I'm looking at Danielle, I'm like, can you see anything beyond her boobs? But the thing is, like, for the most part, there's not a ton of it in Sword Art. That's why it, finally, it kind of was Seriously? weird. Yeah. Sister? I don't think there's like an overwhelming amount of it. Karino's no. sister in, in Shinon's butt. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, like this outright nudity, like in the bathtub. Tentacle rape. Well, that T- was. Tell part- you what, Ryan. Yes. That's part of the story. I'm gonna take your two favorite things, zombies and anime, and go watch High School of the Dead, and then come tell me how much f- fan service Sora Online has or doesn't. All right. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. Okay. You st- if you're still married after seeing that anime, then uh, can I just say you've been over, like, just inundated with cartoon boob today because I was watching um this morning. <laughs> <That's> so weird. <laughs> oh, you watched? Uh, I had the day, I had the day off, so I decided to watch uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You remember Jessica Rabbit? Oh yes, Jessica Rabbit. Yes. Have a little bit of a chest. Yes. 
puts puts Leafa Chan to shame. Okay, yeah. that's all I'm saying. So, a bit of an anime aside, Danielle. Yeah, you know what's playing now, right? Wait, what? Fate Stay Night. Oh, is it back? It's well, it's the new. Oh, it's new. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a it's a re they they redone it. I mean, originally Fate Stay Night came out first, and then Fate Zero was a prequel. Right. But the people who did Fate Zero are now doing redoing Fate Stay Night, and it is freaking amazing. Like, I have to it, see it. Like there's like there's an episode with a fight scene that literally blows anything and everything in Sword Art Online out of the freaking water. It's amazing. Find it, watch it. I, wa- I wonder if it's on Crunchyroll. Probably on Crunchyroll. I'll have to check. Yeah, because that's where I watched Fate Zero. But anyway, so cool. I mean, overall the caliber arc, I enjoyed it because. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of SAO. Yes. More so than LAO did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like going on the quest, beating the bosses. Like, yeah, it was definitely. Well, it was even like the plot We get to point see some of the fights. Where, the, the, like, they have to explain why they need to do this quickly and why they can't, like, query to see if. if, if I forget what it was to query the, to the see. The girl in the cage there. Uh, no, not the girl in the cage. To, to, they wanted to check to see if, like, it was possible that, like, you know, the entire game could be destroyed and they would lose, like, Fairyland oh, yeah. because of the whole thing. And they're like, well, we can't because it's near New Year, so all of, like, the, like, the GMs are, like, off today. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the thing. <laughs> like, it's not like if we leave, we'll die. Again, a great line if, by Klein. <laughs> if we're killed in the game, we're killed in the real world. And it's not like there's someone in the game who's hunting people and this one is, good God, it's a weekend. Yeah. There's no one on duty. We're on our own. Like I love the that technical BS that, that that they come up with. Like, yeah, because like, well, if what about reverting to a previous you know image of the world and it's like they can't do that because of reasons. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. The castle got destroyed at the end of episode thirteen, and then came back in episode twenty-five. So you can't bring the the episode different, but, different castle, right? You're talking. You're talking about the wait, which ca- the castle you're talking about? The castle from Sword Art, the one that disappeared. Right. Remember, we saw the like uh, right. Asuna and Kirito's summer home going off the edge. Yeah, right. the one they brought into Fairyland that's floating up there. That's a different. That's, floating. that's Einkrad, Einkrad Castle, which is Sao. Okay, it's floating in the air. The castle that they're referring to is a castle that was created by the Frost Giants to basically block the World Tree from reaching to the the underworld. The one that contains Excalibur. In contain contains Excalibur. Those are two separate castles. No, but it was my understanding that unless they got this done, mm-hmm. all oh, of no, the Oh no, yeah, he's still talking about killed. the computer programming part, saying that because the last function was to destroy Ancrad Castle. Yes. That it would then destroy the Why did someone point out, well, Ancrag Castle came back? <laughs> so this, so Fairyland yeah, will like, come back too. What Yui is trying to say is that, like, in the original programming, yeah. uh, that basically of Sword Art Online mm-hmm. is still apparent in uh, Alfheim Online. Yeah. Is that it would default, default to that. Okay. That's so it's like, all of a sudden it's broken, so what does the system know what to do? Game over, delete everything. Mm hmm. That's, I think, the point. Okay. And we'll have, and we have to all hang out in another game for which there are millions. I know. (laughs) So. Yeah. I thought it was actually funny how they were like trying to manufacture the, um, the risk factor. So why we have to do this is like, good God, it's a weekend. So we got to have some kind of like, you know, issue of, uh, like, or a sense of urgency to what we're doing. What's actually interesting is very quickly is that the, the caliber arc has been produced three different times. Uh, once the original caliber, you know, story, and then there's a variation of the caliber story where surprise, they don't do it, they fail. They lose. Oh, yeah. So they, they they decide, you know, how they're like when they when they they pass the 
the hot girl that you know yeah. the client so desperately wants to fall in love with. Well, there's a, ver- a variation in the story where they don't take her hmm. and they fail and they lose and everything goes to shit. Um, and then there's also a manga too. Okay. But, uh, um, I would have to say like, what's funny. Klein is slowly becoming my favorite SAO character because basically he's a 20 year old like man who's hanging out with a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. And, like mostly teenage girls because Kirito is never, you know, you know, well, he's Kirito. Of course, I guess you could say that about, um, Angel or whatever his name is, uh, the black guy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but it's just so funny. It's just like he's so emo about you know everything. Everything. Oh, and yeah. then then when at the end the 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 character within the game is she's flying away, not even real, and he's like, "Can I have your number?" I'm like, "Dude, she's not a." Real and then he's person. like soaking up the whatever off yeah. of her. It's kind of like, I was like, "Oh man." No, I think my favorite scene was basically like. He sees the girl and they're like, yeah, dude, it's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. And I'm like, yeah, dude, Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. Like, it just was, that's all I could think of during that scene. He's like, I can't not do it. But I know it's it a trap. was not a trap because no, Thor, Thor helped them. Yeah, so go Klein. He actually called yeah, that one. how the hot girl becomes Thor. Although it was pretty funny because, yeah, I can't then, then I when um, he transforms, yeah. and I was like, it's a guy. And then Klein's like, it's a guy. <laughs> It was pretty uh, funny. <laughs> oh, he's just ca- he's comic relief at this you, point. Have you ever uh, watched the dub of uh, Sword Art Online? No, we've only very, watched very, very the briefly. Japanese. They make basically Klein a surfer dude. Oh, jeez. And it makes me very sad because Aww. it's like... He is funny. Oh, and I also thought it was odd, the line about how the giant jellyfish thingy, the jellyfish elephant... Tonky, oh, uh, Tonky, Tonky. And they're like, all right, oh, it can it can accommodate seven players, right? Okay, great. And then I'm looking at it, I'm like, you telling me you couldn't put more than seven players mm-hmm. on that thing? Thing's huge. It is. Like- <laughs> yeah. It's a flying elephant. That was kind of funny. Well, I love the the thing too, where it's like, you know, who are we gonna have? We need seven people. We can have, you know, my girlfriend. I have seen her naked several times, so we can have her on, and we can have like, you know, the the, the I forget the like the, the blacksmith woman and, and like the little girl with the with the little bird, mm-hmm. and we can have my daughter, even though I'm 16. You know, my my young daughter. I don't think of, she counted though. She counts as one. They're like, who else can we have? Who else can we have? They're like, ooh, what about the character introduced in the last one that has a major arc? And he's like, yes. Call her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, we forgot about yeah. Asada song. And she's Asada pretty great. Asada song. I, she's already pretty great with her bow and arrow. She's a sniper. Yeah, I, I liked how I liked that. that, yeah. That was, that was cool. That was good. Bob, I, I, shocking information. I think it may be time to bring this episode of the Point of View know, Weekly to a close. It's, it's, it's past our usual ending time. Was there, yeah, was there anything else about. I mean, it was good. It was enjoyable. This, yeah. The arc, I liked it. We were supposed to talk about that we didn't get to. Besides, Walking Dead, which I'm sure our fans are very sad. Well, you guys talked about it for a few minutes. No, No. can hear it. Where the hell did you go? Yeah. (laughs) Um, you guys been listening to We're Alive still, or I listened to like one more episode of it, but I haven't really had a chance this week to listen to more, so. Yeah, I still haven't. I'm a little bit further in. My friend Michelle, uh, who you know, Sue, uh, mm-hmm. she's going to start listening to it. So, oh, cool. I have gotten into the point, I think I said last week, the point where they start advertising the um, the comic book about the pets and what they do mm-hmm. during a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really funny. It's like Rex Zombie Killer, whatever it is. The, um, 
And for our listeners who might be interested, Dan Radcliffe was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and that was really kind of fun. And the thing that I liked is I found out that when Richard Harris was being Dumbledore, he was having trouble remembering his lines. Mm. And so Dan, as this, you know, 11-year-old, 12-year-old boy, went to him and said, I need help remembering my lines. Will you run lines with me so that he can get... Richard Aww. Aww. Well. I know. I thought that was pretty cool. It's really cute. And apparently, Richard Harris thought Fox was real. But, uh, what? Animatronic? Yeah. The people that were running him had a camera in its eyes so they could see what he, what the Fox could see. And they played with Richard, and Richard totally believed he was real. Aww. Oh my god. I don't think he would have made it through seven movies. No, he thought was, he was yeah, ill. Well, he was, he was quite ill. He, I mean, it, he was very yeah. ill. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyhow, it was fun. All right. All right so, yeah, all right. Well, it's about time to bring this episode of Point of View Weekly to a close. From all of us here at our wonderful studio in Montana. Wait, no, dang it. I forgot where we're supposed to. Fargo. North Dakota. Fargo, North Dakota. Right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> From all of us at the Potterfic Weekly Studios, we thank you very much for listening to this episode of the show. If you were listening to us in the live chat, thank you for bearing with all of our technical issues, and we hope you guys had fun. And if you're listening to this recording, we hope you enjoyed the show as well. Until next time, and we'll let you know when that is on our Facebook page. I've been Bob. I've been Ryan. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sue. And we'll catch you all sometime, hopefully, next week. Until then, Yay. good night. <laughs> night. Bye. Uh, Ryan. Uh, uh, Sue. Have you upgraded? Have I upgraded to Yosemite? You yes, Yosemite? I have. And? I like it. Okay, because Mooney podcasted with me on Monday and Mooney hated it. Oh, really? And it flagged for me today. Saying free update, and I was like, I need to talk to Ryan. Oh, I like it. I like it fine. <laughs> I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, I like. I I like it fine. I like it fine. So 